1: Welcome everyone, my name is Jack Rico and thank you for downloading episode 24 of the Highly Relevant Podcast, which you can now subscribe to via the Revolver Podcast Network. This week, an important new documentary called Betting on Zero Hits Theaters, and it centers on the alleged pyramid scheming of the nutrition company Herbalife. It also chronicles in detail how Latinos have been exploited by Herbalife as well. Ted Braun, the director of the film, and Latina activist Julie Contreras... Also a part of the film, join me to discuss the movie's central premise and the financial ramification Herbalife's sketchy business dealings have had on the Hispanic community. After directing the acclaimed documentary Darfur Now, writer-director Ted Braun sets his eyes into investigating the company Herbalife through the eyes of hedge fund manager Bill Ackman and several Latinos suing the corporation for exploiting them financially. Ted, welcome to the Highly Relevant Podcast.
2: Great to be on, Jack. Thank you for having me.
1: This is a topic that has affected many Latinos, so uh, let's get right into it. Give us a summary of why your documentary, Betting on Zero, is important to see, and when did you become aware that Latinos were the ethnic group most victimized by Herbalife?
2: The film's important to see because it takes audiences into a morally complex battle uh, about the nature and future of the American dream. Um, the battle is the battle over Herbalife, it's waged uh, on the one hand by uh, a hedge fund, controversial hedge fund titan named Bill Ackman. Um, uh, and he, his somewhat unlikely partner in this Latina activist, Julie Contreras, who leads a group of former Herbalife distributors from Chicago, um, in a campaign for justicia, uh, justicia for justice. Um, on the other side is Herbalife, which is mm-hmm. charged that, uh, Ackman's allegations that their pyramid scheme are false and, uh, Carl Icahn, their largest shareholder who, um, who, uh, is out to, um, Uh, out to see Ackman wrong and to make a fortune. It's a a documentary thriller that uh, general audiences, I think, uh, especially Latino audiences will be interested in seeing. I I was intrigued um, by the effect of this conflict on the Latino community almost from the outset. Um, uh, I I was initially drawn uh, to the subject by the sort of high-stakes Wall Street battle that was unfolding but um i i've, I've worked in documentary uh, for a number of years and uh, am always conscious that the battles that um that play out in the headlines often have very significant effects on the lives of 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 more ordinary people who, who 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 don't make the front pages and in this case um uh, it, it was clear very early on that that um that the latino community was uh, was a place where Herbalife had been working very diligently to recruit new distributors, and where there were uh, very serious allegations mm-hmm. that those distributors had um, had been deceived—that the promise uh, that that Herbalife had held out to them was not
1: true. Now, why do you think that Latinos are so drawn to Herbalife as opposed to uh, uh, Asians or the African American community? I mean, this is necessarily not just an ethnic thing. It's it's about poverty. It's about exploiting people's hopes. Uh, and false promises, uh, but why Latinos? Why do you think that they have been so attracted to this level of uh, multi-marketing? Uh, I,
2: I think um, it, it's hard to answer uh, directly and simply why, but I, I can uh, can answer it somewhat indirectly by by pointing to ways um, in which, and this is part of the film, the 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 hard working efforts of recent immigrants to realize their dreams are often frustrated um, and Herbalife offers an alternative to that frustration, an alternative that uh, affords people a rung up, um, especially um, uh, people who are in this country and perhaps uh, in this country without documentation. Um, uh, there are ways to become mm-hmm. Herbalife distributors, uh, uh, avoid some of the, the, uh, the uh, entanglements that uh, uh, undocumented members of the community face. And that 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 opportunity, along with the opportunity to realize um, the American dream in a big hurry, is, right. is, is, I think, very
1: alluring. Explain to me the pyramid scheme, because the bulk of the documentary uh, is really about how Bill Ackman... Uh, which we'll talk about in a minute uh, sort of deconstructs the whole pyramid scheme can you can you kind of explain to us uh, in layman terms uh, for the Latinos that are listening how this works and how sometimes you're suckered into it
2: people are are are, are essentially put in a position where to succeed they need to recruit new members and that um, and that rather than simply selling a product by uh, selling a product uh, to retail customers, as it were, uh, outside the network of Herbalife distributors. Um, uh, people who join Herbalife uh, uh, find that the only real way uh, to make the significant amounts of income that they were promised um, is to recruit um, more members, who in turn recruit more members and in turn recruit more members. So the the question that that, um, your listeners might ask themselves is, uh, am I I being drawn into um, an enterprise in which I am uh, actively uh, adding or recruiting new people to do what I'm doing, or am I being drawn into an enterprise in which, I can actually make money selling a
1: product. Every story has a hero and a villain. And I was looking at your documentary, and Bill Ackman struck me as a guy that was a bit ambiguous. I just wasn't exactly sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy, taking advantage of uh, a situation to help his investors. I feel like he's in this weird gray area. I I think that's
2: part of what makes him such a fascinating character and what makes this such such a special film. On the one hand, yes, Ackman seems motivated principally by the chance to make um, a very substantial profit for his uh, for his investors on the demise of a company. On the surface, that that seems to be a rather sort of rotten thing to do. Well, there are some very serious questions about this company that he wants to bring down, and that um, there might be a lot of you know a lot of good to be to be had um, by others who have been defrauded. Um, and uh, who might in the future be defrauded if this company were to be shut down.
1: As a director for the film, what's your stake in it? Are you... Did you read this and out of the... Just the choices of your heart, you wanted to help, and you felt that creating the documentary was a fantastic way to alert people of what was going on? Or did you see this as a cinematic story that that excited you because of the thriller aspects uh, of what it delivers?
2: That's a great question, Jack. I mean, I, I... I didn't know who was right or who was wrong when I started work on this film. I, I didn't have a point to prove. Um, uh, I, I thought that it was going to be a great cinematic experience, and I also hoped that, uh, you know, as it unfolded, I would gain some perspective on, on some of these questions about who's right and who's wrong, and in the process help audiences navigate that. You know, in the end, um, the film closes with a somewhat open question um that is answered by the federal trade commission um when they last summer determined that herbalife was was uh, in violation of the law and um engaged in false deceptive and unfair business practices um that uh, that the promise that herbalife offers of a legitimate and lucrative business opportunity is an illusion um, those are very very serious charges um and um a very very serious condemnation of uh, of a company who they found to be in long term systematic violation of the law, um, but but that's a determination that the Federal Trade Commission made, not not a determination that the film made. The film mm-hmm. invites audiences, and I think I hope, uh, into a very exciting um, you know uh, sort of a documentary thriller ride through. A big, high-stakes financial battle that affects the lives of ordinary people, uh, and a, and a, a huge number—millions of, of Latinos in this in this country—people who, you know, who have been, uh, whose lives have been very, very seriously affected, and um, uh, many of whom, you know, face, you know, issues involving their, their legal status in this country, um, as a consequence of their involvement with the
1: company. Oh, especially now with uh, the, the, uh, Trump immigration, uh, reforms that he's doing, that's affecting them and, and these raids that are occurring by ICE. Uh, and in that note, and my final question is what can Latinos then do who have been deceived by Herbalife and that are listening to this podcast right now, what can they do? What are their choices, um, to either get their money back or somehow fight this? So, they can recoup some of what they've lost.
2: There's a cash settlement that the Federal Trade Commission has reached with Herbalife to uh, return to uh, members of Herbalife that feel they have unfairly lost money to return lost money to them so that uh, your listeners can uh, reach out to the Federal Trade Commission on their website. I believe this information is available in English and in Spanish. They can also, if they if they have uh, a current um, complaints, they can turn to their state's attorney general. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, by the way, our to, state attorney generals um, were
1: fired just recently, all 46 of them, no, including these, our No, these, <laughs> these are,
2: these are the, 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 the individual state's attorney general. Oh, ah, okay, the US okay, yeah, yeah I just
1: wanted to make sure. <laughs> but I am aware
2: they, they can uh, turn to, the, to the, the, the individual state's attorney general and, and file complaints. The, the, the law protects everyone. In the United States, and Julie Contreras's campaign has been very um, vigorous in, in making that clear to the members of her community, um, and to making that clear to to law enforcement. And um, I think that is is probably one of the most effective ways for for um, your listeners to to move if they feel that they have have been wrong um, it does it does require courage oh so, absolutely
1: uh, everything requires courage especially now uh, if you like documentaries and happen to be a latino who has or know someone who has been a part of the herbalife company uh, then go see betting on zero which releases march 17th in theaters everywhere ted thank you for coming on the podcast
2: you're welcome jack a pleasure and a, a great a great privilege to be able to speak to your audience i'm, I'm honored that you've invited me a chance to, to reach them
1: thank same you. here thank you so much in just a few minutes, I'll be interviewing Julie Contreras, the activist who defended the Latino victims in the film. You won't want to miss it. It's time for Jacked In. No Let's begin with the top movie news of the week. Warner Brothers is rebooting The Matrix with Michael B. Jordan as a potential lead. Suicide Squad 2 is happening. Sony will be releasing the sequel of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo on October 5th, 2018. The Fly remake is happening too with director J.D. Dillard and La La Land director Damien Chazelle is leaving musicals behind for a while and exploring the mystery genre for his next project. Changing over to the small screen, Evelyn Gore is returning to broadcast She'll star in the Fox comedy pilot, Type A. Selena Gomez is executive producing the Netflix miniseries, 13 Reasons Why. CBS renews The Good Fight and greenlights a Big Bang Theory prequel with a young Sheldon. Netflix renews Lemony Snicket's, starring Neil Patrick Harris. The MTV Movie Awards will now include television nominations. And Showtime's Ray Donovan is booking Susan Sarandon for their new season. Switching over to music... Juanes wrote his first English language song titled Goodbye for Now. You'll be able to hear it in the next few months. A Nicky Jam biopic is headed to Telemundo titled El Ganador. No word on who will star, nor the premiere date. Spotify is looking to go IPO. And the Latino brother Anthony Jaramillo is now the head of music at TuneIn. Moving over to tech, Samsung's Galaxy S8 could reportedly shoot 1,000 frames per second videos. iPhone users can now use Amazon's Alexa on the go instead of Siri. Google's new messaging app translates your voice into emojis, and Apple might be converting your iPhone into a virtual reality headset in the near future.
3: Um, I am Julie Contreras. I'm with the League of United Latin American Citizens, and I have LULAC of Lake County, and I also am a commissioner for the Nat- Immigration Affairs Committee for um, LULAC and sort of the voodoo who dare what you will not do there person sometimes <laughs> and the things that I do.
1: <laughs> Julie, when did you first meet Ted Braun, and how was that conversation for you to be a part of this documentary, Betting on Zero?
3: When I met Ted Braun, I think I mentioned to him to hold on for the ride because if he wanted to follow us with a camera, you know, you just don't know where that leads. And I said, I have probably the worst potty mouth on earth, and I also... <laughs> um, I'm the worst financial person in the world. So, um, you know, Ted was with me when I first received uh, a um, cease and desist letter, you know, from Herbalife. And I sort of put Herbalife Corporation in the same file that I put, you know, threats that I get from the Minutemen, from the, you know, Ku Klux Klan, any of these Aryan nation organizations that, you know, do not like the pro-immigrant work that I do. And in actuality, I never heard of Herbalife before. I have definitely never used the product. Um, but when it came to my door at our community house, um, no one brought that except the people. So I, I want to make that very clear. And, and at times, it becomes insulting that these you know people on Wall Street or you know pro Herbalife people, investors, all these people, they think that a Latina, Chicana, or immigrant Latinos don't have a right to have the knowledge about um, terminology that they use up there on Wall Street. Well, they're absolutely wrong. And don't insult us on our intelligence just because we have an accent. Um, we, you're damn straight we were going to learn everything about what you're doing because at the end, at the base, your benefits and your riches come off the backs of undocumented immigrants who are quote-unquote in the shadows, which is not true, and it's their money that's making your livelihood and your comfortable life there. while wow. my community, I see the pain and suffering that you
1: cause. Ted was telling me that once the documentary came out, you started being harassed. Is this true? Oh, yes, absolutely, yes. Through which ways? I know there was social media harassment, but there's other, other types of harassment? Social maybe? media harassment. I get phone calls
3: sometimes, you know, telling me, that they're going to deport me with all the illegals, that Herbalife is a
1: good company. It's and, private and obviously calls that I they, you um, can't be deported because you're a citizen of the United States.
3: If they do want to deport me, I would like to go to Costa Rica, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. What really ticks me off and why I've decided to stay by their side, um, first of all, they're undocumented. So that makes that personal for me, that people like, say, as recent as a hedge fund manager, um, John Hempton, a man from Australia, he thinks it's okay to tell me that he's going to deport me and deport all the people who are part of our group, which are undocumented victims. And he is an investor. He's an investor that is considered a bull, not that I know what that means, investor. So he continuously harasses me on Twitter, um, sends me emails harassing me too. What I will say Mm -hmm. is that no. Hedgehog manager um, um, Hedgehog that manager. is just focused <laughs> and, and and he's just only focused and um driven by greed. I right. mean, you don't need to be a rocket scientist we're to talking know about Michael
1: Johnson, the settlement, the CEO, of is um, that Who we're talking about,
3: Michael Johnson? I, I I don't know him. I do know that he has made threats on even on the documentary that nobody messes with the familia. First of all, they're not his familia because if they were. I think Herbalife years ago would have been doing
1: something about helping the people. What has the victims of Herbalife told you that they've done? I know they lost money, but what else have you seen that Herbalife has done to uh, destroy the lives of a lot of these Latinos?
3: Herbalife came into our barrios like a thief in the night. For me, they're equivalent to any criminal that has stolen. So if I took $5 from you today, you would be able to call the police and have me arrested for stealing money from you. Herbalife are thieves. They're criminals who ripped our people of all their financial security.
0: They took my dreams, my hope to be successful.
3: Yo perdí 16,000 dólares. Estaba invirtiendo 1,600 dólares o más. mil dólares. The kind of people that can do that,
0: I mean, they're crooks.
3: And what really irks me is our community, los inmigrantes, you know, they're working in factories. They're having their little businesses, selling pan, elotes, all their little money that they save. This entity, criminal entity, comes into our barrio, sells them a false sense of security, deceives them, and then steals all their money. And then you see these galas and these people dressing up in fancy clothes, cars. Michael Johnson looks like he's had so much Botox in his face that it's unbelievable all of that privileges and that money come from the back of our community and they can put right. their little blurbs and their commercials everywhere. We ain't buying it. And I had a young Latina on Twitter the other day. I looked, she said that Herbalife is sold 2013. So, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that young kids are not buying that, right. you know, and then um, we call it er- Herbalife, you, herbalize, you know, herbalize. and people one. talk about afuera con Herbalife, you know, <laughs> out with herbalize. I mean, you know, don't Drake and drive and definitely don't buy Herbalife, you know? So, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that are out there. Young kids are not buying it anymore, especially young Latinos.
1: Here's what they would argue. They would argue is they're not putting a gun to anybody's head to 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 spend this and to lose their money. Uh, they're doing this out of their own volition. I mean, they could be a little bit smarter or a little bit more skeptical and say, eh, I think I don't want to do it. And no one's obligating them to. Uh, so yes, they're being sold something, but it's not an obligation. What are, what what is your argument towards well,
3: that? Well, I see them. I see them like crack cocaine dealers. They're just like crack cocaine dealers. Here's a little something. Take a little taste. Have a little shake, and then buy it. They're just like crack cocaine dealers. And the people who are out there in their clubs, they're out there lurking too, like you would see drug dealers standing on the corners. I've seen it in my community how they stand outside. You're pumping gas. There they are after you. It's the same thing. Here's a, a free shake. Well, here's a free little taste of, you know, the crack cocaine. It's the same thing. They're equivalent to me to drug traffickers, to criminals. Herbalife is not a good corporation. It's a corrupt corporation. And I have people, I have a man right now from California who suffered physical injury from consumption. And we have him now with attorneys. I have people from Bolivia calling me. Uh, Venezuela calling me. It's crazy. People are being hurt, but they're being hurt by a very rich entity that it can purchase, maybe even politicians. It's like, how deep are their pockets? And giving now organizations, you know, little money, $10,000, $20,000 here, just so they can keep their elaborate um, scam going. I mean, no one is ever going to tell me different. Why? Because I believe my pueblo. I don't need to have anyone give me a report, any, anyone. I have that report from the mouths of those who have been victimized. I sit every month, still to today. It's like, oh, when is
1: Herbalife going to
3: end? You know, when is the government or when is someone going to do
1: something to stop this monster? Have you had a chance to see the documentary yourself? Betting on yes, Zero? Yes, I did. What did you think?
3: Um, it was difficult to watch. I cried through most of it with the members that were with me from it. And it's very hard for me to hear um, people, you know, say, oh, some people have said to me, you're a movie star. And I turn oh, around God. and I think, no, I'm a luchadora. That's hard for me to hear because this is not about light camera action for us myself and all the members of our Afuera with Herbalize campaign, we felt blessed to meet Ted Braun. And even Ted has shared tears with us when we're sitting there with the families that break down. We've had one father, his son committed suicide. Uh, We had a mother and her children. They had to live in a warehouse. Everything because the family became dysfunctional because of the instability of finance. Parents began to fight. Children kept saying, you know, mom, dad, you're more with the Herbalife Club and nothing is coming from it. I mean, really sad, emotional harm that has come to these people because of a deception that they felt victim to. And so for me, it's a voice, this movie, a voice for you to see the pueblo, the people who have been impacted by it. And then you have people like this John Hempton that thinks he can go ahead and put on my Twitter that he's going to encourage people to deport the people because we're liars, because, you know, we're this, we're that. Well, first of all, you are no one to threaten these people, and I will do everything to protect them because the only thing they're guilty of is coming to this country for a better life. They're not Scooter Liberty. They're not Timothy McVeigh. They're not the Unabomber. They're Juan Maria Jose who went to work every day in their factories saved their little money, and then you, Herbalife, came in and stole that money from them. You you are a criminal entity that financially destroyed people. And in doing that, it was a ripple effect with everything. So that's the human aspect that I see, the human aspect that I've had to live with. And not Bill Ackman, not Ted Braun, not anyone has been there in the sense of that they created that. That already existed. Mr. Ackman, for me, is a messenger, and he's in the lucha with us just as it. maybe he's at another level, but the people and him have a common ground
1: and a common enemy, and that's Herbalife. Julie, what is the solution then? How do we help uh, Latinos uh, and other people who have been victimized and affected by uh, Herbalife? What can they do? Where can they call? Uh, Who can they speak to? We are promoting education.
3: Of course, as the League of United Latin American Citizens, educating our community is empowering them. So we have a uh, fraud committee ourselves that we created, and we try to work with the government entities to assure that the appropriate materials, and something very prevalent in the Latino community that many people, leaders don't like to talk about, or the community in general, is the illiteracy of people who speak Spanish who don't even read or write English or Spanish so that's important that visual um, images can be provided to, to show. And most important of all, we need them, whether it's Latino, African-American, Asian, people to feel comfortable enough to come. And in doing, providing a language sensitivity um, for them, you can assure that you may get that complaint or that phone call to the police or that report to where it needs to go. So for us, education is so important so that companies like Herbalife that are corrupt and deceptive do not go and victimize you because there's so many things that Latinos are victimized from, but at the same time people look and some people that are Herbalife investors have even called our people ignorant. Um, And for me, they're judging them by their accent, not their intelligence, and they couldn't be more wrong. Our people are very intelligent, and they are a power of financial support across this nation, not just with Herbalife, but many things. And so that is something, their economic power that they have goes unrecognized, goes
1: unappreciated because of their legal status. If our listeners wanted to get in contact with you, Julie, uh, how can they do that? They can email me at juliecontreras
3: sixty six at yahoo.com, J-U-L-I-E-C-O-N-T-R-E-R-A-S, 66 at yahoo.com. And for me, you know, la educación de nuestro pueblo es darles la instrumentos que necesitan a defender su familia. So for me, educating my community gives them the instruments they need to protect and defend their family. And I think we should all be, it should all be important to us. And it's not just the Latino community, African-American community, Asian community. You know, we're a nation of immigrants, and the government needs to respect that so that
1: people that are victimized receive true justice. Julie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking a little bit about uh, a lot of the victimization that the Latino community has been going through. Uh, and thank you very much for being a defender of that community as well.
3: Thank you so much, and I just want to say one last thing: afuera with Herbalife.
1: Thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you, Julie. Have a good, have a good day. Have a good week. Before we move on to our next segment, here's a listen to the songs I've been listening to this week. Sin ti, yo me Pasos de cero, Pablo Alborano.
0: Sin ti, ya me viene Sin ti, me vuelvo veneno. breakfast in bed. Just me and you and Mr.
1: Sunshine. Breakfast in bed, Mayor Hawthorne. Breakfast
0: in bed. And leave the earth in bed.
1: Más Que Suerte, Beatriz Buengo featuring Jesús Navarro from Rake. We're almost at the end of the show and I'd like to leave you with a must-see movie recommendation I gave a New York Ones Talking Pictures On Demand titled 20 Feet From Stardom. Rent this now. This is a documentary that won the best uh, documentary back in 2013 and is, to me, one of the best documentaries I've seen in the last uh, 15, 20 years. Just truly captivating and it's about these background singers uh, who never achieved stardom and they were yet so close yet so far to making it. And I think the title kind of fits it perfectly. 20 feet from that stardom and it's heartbreaking but it's uplifting all at the same time and it's a tribute basically to these women that Hollywood or the music industry never fully gave them. So I think That this is the one that ultimately kind of just wraps it together in this little bowl. Lisa really hates this movie.
0: This is is actually one of my favorite documentaries of all time. I mean, unbelievable filmmaking. There are so many great moments in this movie. I can't believe someone didn't think of making it before, because it's like the the platonic ideal of what a documentary should be in terms of highlighting. No, it's true. Yes, you should. You should be my backup singer. (laughs) Uh, And I also think think it's an incredible fable about how much we learn from not succeeding in our lives.
2: You know, what's interesting is that as a documentary, Documentary subject, this trough has gone to many times, and this feels completely original Absolutely. because these women uh, are so incredible. So I agree, unfortunately. It, it, it
0: is agree. a great movie. You know, more people sing the chorus of young Americans, as they point out in the movie, than actually sing the David Bowie part. And uh, you really have to put your ego in check, uh, which was yeah. the point of the movie, in order to be one of these singers. I, I love the film, I really do. And that's a wrap for our 24th episode of the Highly
1: Relevant Podcast. I want to thank Ted Braun and Julie Contreras for being on the podcast this week. I hope you guys liked it and if you want to reach out you know i'm on twitter i'm at jack rico official we're also now on revolver Podcasts, which means we're on every single podcast platform spotify iHeartRadio, radio google play stitcher you name it see you again next friday on another episode of highly relevant